Yes, we're in. You've, Let's go. Come got, on, come on, you've like got, bit, You've got no. You've got to go for the hello and welcome to Stramash. <laughs> My name is Cameron Hobbs. We're going to keep all of that last slot in because that shows you how much we love Cameron. Welcome to Stramash, the podcast of the NFL Scotland team. I'm currently joined by Ian Stephen, Charles Patterson and Gordon McGuinness. Cameron Hobbs is on his way. He's having trouble with his internet at the moment. Let's have a look at what's been happening in and around the NFL. And obviously we need to have a go at Charles for being a Packers fan because he's not been on the last few episodes and we desperately feel the need to do that. Gentlemen, let's start by talking about hard knocks. The New York Jets continue to make things a little bit awkward for people if the stories are to be believed they're not a happy bunch of people to be appearing on Hard Knocks are we seeing the last of Hard Knocks in its current format and are they going to start to look for teams to volunteer to be on it? Difficult to say really, I think you look at this situation itself why are they being awkward What would they be being awkward if there was a certain quarterback who wasn't in the room? <laughs> Let me ask you that. Um, is it because they think that they're favourites and they fancy their chances, and actually they shouldn't be getting profiled? I mean, it's part of the it's part of the rights agreement that you just suck it up. They've known it for years, so I don't see what the issue is here. Well, but we have heard that year after year after year, the access has been getting thinner and thinner. So, I mean, the concept was great when it kicked off, but every single sport worth its salt is doing a behind the scenes special now. So. How do you change it? How do you pivot it? Maybe you actually get the players in themselves to almost shoot it and make it completely irrelevant and off the wall. It's it's too slick for its own good now, in my view. They should they should stop it being a um, training camp and rewind it and just start it when players go on holiday, and you can like follow Naheem Hines when he goes out boating or just <laughs> variety of players when they visit strip clubs to see who gets shot outside, that kind of stuff. That's a real kind of drama that, that you want to see. It, it would be good to have it like, so pick a pick a top draft prospect, pick a lesser known draft prospect, follow them through the process, pick a, a high profile free agent and, you know, a guy who's potentially going to get franchise tagged. Like that would be a good, a good thing to like go through that, see how that all works out. There's so many different ways that you can skin a cat in that regard. But to focus on a team, I mean, we know that some teams are well run and pretty efficient and are in the playoffs every year um, or thereabouts. I mean, you're never going to, in all likelihood, in the time that he's going to be the quarterback there, you're never going to see the Ravens on hard knocks, are you? Or you're never going to really see the Kansas City Chiefs on hard knocks. It's just not going to happen. So it's often teams that have got problems and are imploding or have got a new head coach or a new quarterback. Oh, talking of which, we've got a new podcaster who's just arrived. You sorted the Wi-Fi yet? Don't worry, Cameron. <laughs> we started the podcast without you. <laughs> Shake of the head. Um, the, the the whole concept of Hard Knocks was to give a behind-the-scenes access and point, you know, point of view that people hadn't seen. Everyone's seen it now. Focusing what's next. So, you know, maybe it is time to, re- to evolve it. But I, I never thought in all my years I would see Aaron Rodgers on Hard Knocks, and now we have done, and he's possibly going to kill the whole show, which is terrific. <laughs> it's a little bit in his brand to do so. I think, I mean, Gordon, your idea of, of sort of shaking it around in a different way, we've seen that a little bit in the Netflix series Quarterback. And I think I'm excited for a second series because they can go to different people, but I'm not really sure if it's going to be any better than this series has been, for example. Well, so the report, I don't know if you guys saw this. So we talked about how Joe Burrow would be a potentially good option to have in it. And then kind of throughout last week, there was a lot of stuff around um, like quarterbacks saying they didn't want to be part of it. They wanted to focus on other stuff. I think Lamar Jackson was one of the ones. So was another couple of players I saw. Jalen Jalen Hurts doesn't want to Jalen Hurts, yeah. And then Joe Burrow apparently was the same. And then Peter King's Football Morning in America came out on Monday and it had a thing that said Joe Burrow's going to be in it in season two. And then someone tweeted about that and very quickly it got deleted from the from the article. So I suspect that means that that's not been supposed to be leaked and has been leaked um, from that. So I think that'll be interesting, especially given the fact that like if he gets followed throughout this season, 
And I think it's quite possible that he signs a contract extension at some point over the course of that show, possibly makes him probably makes him the highest paid player in NFL history at that point. So that'll be interesting. I'd, the the hard knock stuff that you see it now on social media. So like the interesting thing in hard knocks would be getting the um, reaction from Aaron Rodgers to Sean Payton, what he said, but we've already seen that. So if I see that in a week's time, all right, cool. But I've known about that for a week and a half now. So it's just not that interesting anymore. Like the world has moved to now, now, now for, for stuff like this. Whereas, so that's why I think hard knocks being, it's in the awkward spot where it's not, like quarterback is something that comes out after the season. So it's like a whole thing where you're like, oh, this will be interesting to see how they navigated through the whole season, through this part, this part, and this part. Hard Knocks has given you what's happened like a few days before, but you know that from social media. So your interest level hasn't come back up yet at that point. Well, we'll see where that goes. Cameron, in terms of you know, watching these programs, are, are we saturated by them now? Is there a danger that we just switch off to this style of of programming. I think Charles was right when he was chatting about the fact they need to freshen this up a little bit. And I think quarterback's done a little bit since we spoke last time about it. I've watched another couple of episodes and I think the guys were right with the summary that they gave, which is the first couple of episodes are a bit fluffy, light content. But actually beyond that, it starts to get a little bit more serious and a little bit more behind the scenes. Uh, I thought that going back over the, the Vikings-Bills game from last season, First of all, I'd forgotten how good the ending to that game was. But second of all, actually seeing Kirk Cousins going through and discussing the the feelings, the injuries, how beat up he was, I, I thought actually was really good content. And the sort of thing that you don't get from Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks has kind of become that, yeah, that kind of opportunity to showcase the guys that are predominantly not going to make it or the guys on the bubble and things like that. And I actually wonder, you know, talking about Aaron Rodgers, being on Hard Knocks, I wonder how much he'll actually feature because typically they focus more on the guys on the bubble. So, you know, I wonder whether he might push back slightly and be, well, listen, I don't mind doing a bit or two here and there, but actually let's continue to focus on other people. However, we also know he quite likes a camera. He quite likes the opportunity to chat. So, could go either way. And I think that's what's interesting. But yeah, there's, listen, there's, NFL fans are so starved at this point, we'll take anything. Uh, in the build-up to the season, you start to get excited. This is a sweet spot for that sort of content because it's getting you going anticipation for the season ahead. They know what they're doing. But, yeah, I do find myself not rushing to watch the next episode like some of the other shows I watch. Like The Bear, which is fantastic and on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> uh, that's, that's Cameron getting his uh, bucks in from Disney for his promotion there <laughs> just before we, we leave the quarterback from Netflix it, I just found Kirk Cousins I think has endeared himself to me and looking at the, the two sort of physiotherapists or chiropractors that knock 10 bells out of him every Friday was actually quite I, I don't know, I was quite taken aback by that. I mean, I know everybody gets, you know, time, but I mean, they almost like we're taking in turns, you know, to, to, you know, to pick on them. I'm convinced those noises were sound effects as well. There's no way that was the actual sounds coming from his body. They've added that in. I don't believe for a second they're actual noises that his body made. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's, I, I thought the whole, like, the, the way they approached, they showed Mahomes as well, like, where he basically moved his personal trainer to Kansas City so that he could like work on him more and stuff like that. Like Mahomes coming out and playing on a high ankle sprain, which is like the type of injury that when people of our age do it at five aside or seven aside, you're done for like three, four, five weeks easily. And he's like coming back out twenty minutes later. Now there's probably some painkillers that kind of helped him get through that, but the 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 level of training they put their bodies through to whereby their muscles must just be entirely different from ours in the sense that they can just like block out the pain and just kind of get by on it was really interesting to see. The other thing that I genuinely takes me back because I feel like time has just become so weird is exactly how long Kirk Cousins has been in the NFL. Like this is his what his eleventh season he's about to go into. Twelve, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it was when he was talking about Santana Moss. And I'd first of all, completely forgotten about Santana Moss. And he said, oh, I played three seasons with him. I was like, how was that possible? I was like, I, 
I wouldn't even have guessed the two of them had played at the same time. But because I don't know, Kirk Cousins' career at Washington just feels like one or two seasons at the end where we noticed who he was. Um, the rest like of it three just franchise feels nothing. Tags making the most money ever, and then <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> going to just, the Vikings. It just, I, it just felt weird. And I'll be honest, I think time uh, as a construct is so weird now a combination of age covid and senility but um it just was one of the things that stood out to me so guys we just decided we'd talk about various things that were happening in and around the nfl over the the last week or two one of the things that i've noticed is you know teams try and do jersey releases the tennessee titans have brought out basically the old oilers uniforms i don't know if you've had a chance to see them Personally, I think they look tremendous. You do. Throw, the throwbacks are good. Eagles the same with the Kelly Greens. Everything, everything apart from the Indianapolis Colts, absolute travesty has been good. <laughs> You're um, still on the Colts making news, Cameron. Not, not good news at the moment either. Well, I mean, Jonathan Taylor's seen these uniforms and said, that's the final straw for me. I want out. Uh, he's not going to be seen dead in one of those. He's got his trade request in. Um, an interesting move, given that we've just seen how little value running backs have. Um, a the, best bit of bit, our... the best bit about that story is the fact that um, it happened pretty much in front of everybody in the battle bus of Jim Mercy, the owner. Went and, then, and had a, and then had a coffee and comments. a chat. Yeah, and then Mercy's Ar- comments afterwards were... Ar- Oh, I mean, well, he he's he's rapidly gaining a reputation as a rather irksome idiot running a an NFL team. But Jonathan Taylor, I hope he's got a good agent because if anyone anyone who's advising him really needs to kind of tell him to um just sort of yeah, you've got two options here. Either you withdraw your trade request or you do a levy on bell and just go off and be a complete um lunatic somewhere because you're not going to get your trade request. You no team out there worth its soul is going to give up do good picks to then take you on and give you your salary. It's just not going to happen because I, they don't value the position. I think you'll get, I think the outcome of this will be a pay rise from the Colts. Um, but what's going to be interesting is like where that comes in. So like Miles Sanders got 6 million. 6 million. <laughs> like you're, you're not, you're not going to get, is he going to get Aaron Jones money? That's the question. I mean, Aaron Jones got f- 40 million over four years or thereabouts. Yeah. His contract last year. It's like he's Possibly. 11 and a half. I mean, Nick, so Nick Chubb's the interesting one. So Nick Chubb averaged out 12.2 million a year. I can see a world whereby the Colts are willing to pay that. I I can't see a world where he gets to the 15 of Alvin Kamara or the 16 of Christian McCaffrey. But, yeah. It- it's also interesting on the back of a season where all these numbers dipped. Now, granted, he was injured for part of it, but even when he did play, his numbers were way down compared to his previous two seasons. And fine, the Colts didn't have a good year, but it's not like the Colts have been tremendous. Colts 2020, I think, were pretty good, but 21-22, they weren't. Under Carson Wentz and under Matt Ryan, it's yeah, it's a funny time to be doing it. He, you know, I think he also, he also knows, though, that he's the best player on that team offensively. I mean, Anthony Richardson could be amazing. We just don't know what he's going to produce. Um, so he probably knows his own value a little bit, but why would you get in a fight with the owner publicly and then demand a trade? It doesn't make sense. There's no common sense and logic attached to that. I think, so I, I was listening and reading a couple of articles last week and, you know, you, you've been talking about the running back market in, in recent times. If you're, if you're, uh, if you're, if you're the running backs out there, there's almost of a mind to go out and set set up your own um, players association for running backs because you're just not being represented properly. It's and not. That's, that's I don't how they feel. I don't think it's that at all, though. Like I think I, I agree. I think they think that, but it's like that's not like we talked about it last time. Like there's been a a gradual dip since the '80s of like you know the the salaries and how it relates to the salary cap once we got into that era. Hmm. And all those things, like it's just so. Your point there is absolutely right about like he's their best player on offense. The only other people who you could say potentially are in that conversation are Michael Pittman and Quentin Nelson. But for all three of those players, the single most important player in that roster is Anthony Richardson. Now, what is interesting though is if the Colts have a window whereby 
you're not really hurting your team by paying your running back, it's in these next three seasons. Three seasons. Where yeah. Anthony Richardson's not making a lot of money. And I do I do think as well, like Jonathan Taylor's a really good, really good runner of the football. Pairing him with Anthony Richardson with uh Shane Steichen column plays could be really fun in terms of a run game. So it'll be quite disappointing if we don't. I just don't see him holding out into the season, though, because he doesn't make much money as it is. That's going to cost him more money. I, I just think there'll, there'll be something along the lines of where the Colts, maybe maybe they give him a long-term deal, or maybe it's just some kind of bring some guaranteed money forward, something like that. Trade him now, get something for him, go and chuck some money at Kareem Hunt, Dalvin Cook, or Zeke what, Elliott. Like what, what are you going to get? So, like... Are you really going to take that much of a drop off from Jonathan Taylor? Like they're th- like Hunt's three years older so, and as much of a bowling ball back as what Taylor is. So, but then, what are you getting in a trade for him? Well, that so the, take- obviously that depends on that, right? It depends on what you're going to get in the trade. But yeah. a young player at that point with that rookie contract, someone that needs a running back and says, sees the upside, sees a player wanting out, possibly is willing to give you more than that he's worth. Um, especially if that's a position they need. And it might be something that we see happening first couple of weeks in the season. If a contender loses a, a play at the running back position. Chip into like, the Cardinals. That's what you should do. That's what all teams that have got their heads completely screwed off. They just throw their running backs to some <laughs> some random team somewhere that's not going to contend. And then they'll just watch their hopes disappear down the pipe. The Chiefs could invest in the running back. Um, you know, it's a position they where they could absolutely take his contract on now with all the big, like the, the money that they've got in the homes. Um, Kelsey's not going to be lasting forever. They could offer more than he's actually worth second rounder or something, maybe even 2-2, two, two, something wild like that. And if I'm the chief, if I'm the coach, I'm like, thanks very much, I'll take that and I'll go and get a contract pre-agreed with one of these free agents. Kareem Hunt, Dalvin Cook, thanks very much, and you go. Someone that wants to play here, brilliant. I just don't... Uh, they can I make this win for themselves. I just don't see, like, anyone giving up enough for them to do it. Yeah. It's like the, it's like the viral clip from... I don't even know who this is, but there's, like, a clip of... Uh, that Ben Shapiro guy, and he's doing this talk. This is from like 10 years ago. And he's doing this talk, and it's about how, like, uh, let's suppose climate change is real and coastal erosion happens and uh, the sea levels rise by 10 feet. Do we not think those people that have houses at five feet are just going to sell their houses? And then this viral clip that this guy's done, he like hammers in like the shining and gets his head in. And he goes, There's just one problem, Ben. Sell their houses to who? That's what this running back problem is. And you're like, Oh, yeah, we'll just trade them for two second round picks. Like, Maca- yeah, yeah, yeah. What, 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 yeah. what did McCaffrey go for? A second and a second, a fourth, and a sixth, I think. I, like, I don't see how Jonathan Taylor goes for more than that. There's a team goes, out there stupid enough. Yeah, I was there's gonna say eventually there will be stupid enough. Don't worry. Like, if there's a team out there that can trade a first round pick for Carson Wentz, there's absolutely a team out there that can pay the same amount for Jonathan Taylor. Oh hang on, that was the Colts, wasn't it? <laughs> oh dear. Sorry, Colts fans. There's your problem right there. You're inept. Charles, we've missed you. You've already go to the Cardinals. Now you're having a go at the Colts. Um, I'm Sorry, sure you're we're, we're just circling. We're just circling Chicago at the moment here, aren't we? We're just circling it with intent. Just one yes. thing, Cameron, on running backs. I mean, Alvin Kamara's had his meeting with the commissioner. He's had the potential prosecution dropped. He's had to pay out a lot of money, but it's a misdemeanor. So Alvin Kamara looks like he's escaped any any potential. Uh, issues there. Um, you never like to see these things, but from a football perspective, he should get back on track for the Saints. An- another player, though, who wasn't good last year. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But you just wonder if all that was hanging over him as well. He, yeah, he is at the age, though, that you would worry. Like 28, that's the. Got yeah, I wouldn't be buying, the, on the tires, be buying a Saints jersey with Camaro on it, put it that way. <laughs> Uh, it's interesting as well because he probably, yeah, it's likely nothing will happen. But I wonder whether Goodell might still give him a small suspension or sus. Do they do suspended suspensions? That's a suspended ban. Suspended you know I mean? sentence is what. You're that's saying, that's what I'm trying to get. Yes. Um, 
I, I don't know what what they'll do. There's been such a, a thing with the NFL where obviously they want to be looking to set an example. Um, so we'll be interested to see what comes with the conversations. But certainly compared to where this was potentially trending at one point, I think, you know, for, again, from a purely football point of view, the Saints will be relieved that he's probably going to be available. Um, and given Derek Carr, obviously, first season in New Orleans, biggest asset that he's got is Alvin Kamara. Um if Alvin Kamara is 2021 Alvin Kamara and not 2022 Alvin Kamara. So, you know, the Saints will definitely want that to be the case. And, you know, as we stand right now, the Saints have to be favourites for that division, right? Um, can't see anyone else necessarily going out and winning it. And given the, the poor year that you had last year, that must be a relief for you, Paul. Something to look forward to, given you've perhaps been a little bit uh, winston out the last couple of seasons. Although, you know, pour one out for the content of this podcast that he's no longer a contender to start for now. Well, he, he threw an interception today in practice, which is no big surprise who, to anybody. Who, who do you hate more, Paul? Do you hate Winston or the fact that you've got a running back who's just basically not a very nice guy? Morally, <laughs> where, do you, where do you sit with this? Well, I try not to hate anybody, Charles. That That's an outlook I have on life. There's people I immensely dislike but I try not to hate people too much. Um, I, I mean, if, if, if nothing else, Charles, I've been consistent. I have never wanted Jameis Winston at the Saints. Uh, you know, you just don't take a retread from the, your biggest rivals. The, the, best, to win. the best part about this, though, is we go from a few seasons of us being like, look, he's not as bad as you make him out to be, and Paul being like, I, I intensely dislike him because he doesn't hate anyone. <laughs> We flip that around now, though, and he's going to be telling us every week about how Derek Carr's not actually that bad, and we're going to be like, I mean, this season ends in a divisional round playoff loss. We all know this. Well, you got to get to the playoffs and build from there. You know, you would settle for a you settle for a playoff place with a new quarterback, and not and and if you want to be serious about it, Gordon. If the Saints I, I, don't reach, I, I hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. No, no. The, the serious point is if if they don't reach the playoffs, the Saints are looking for a new head coach next year. Yes, I think it's are. that simple. That's oh. the serious side of it. But I don't think Dennis Allen can survive without getting to the playoffs. Mm. Ian, we've not heard from you. you. You look as though you're sitting there taking it all in. Um, running backs, how much would you pay for a running back, for your own personal running back to do your bidding for you? Um, well, I get involved in quite a lot of technical tasks. Um, I need to have a cerebral running back, maybe somebody from Harvard or Yale, I would say, but <laughs> they're not particularly big schools. So I would probably play a league minimum for, for them to do things around the house for me. Does that sound I, fair? I think Make, that seems bring fair. Bring cups of tea. Like, what are you saying technical skills here? What, what are we talking about here? Oh, it's, it's very, very... Very, very highbrow, Charles. You would understand. <laughs> you would understand. Um, I effective at bringing the shopping in and out the car. I would imagine, like one trip will be enough, and you know nothing's getting dropped. And they'll, uh, be do- they'll be doing it quickly as well. Absolutely, absolutely. So I think that there's lots of efficiencies could be found with running backs. Um, Ian, uh, who's going to beat the Eagles to the NFC Super Bowl place this year? Oh, Carolina Panthers, without a doubt. <laughs> because of Miles, the Miles Sanders effect is this what it is Miles Sanders just carries glory wherever he goes um, I don't want to get too triumphant um, early on but well please do at, because we're going to snip it up and then play it back in your face at the end of the season so you do, please you do, do. Look, you do look at the Eagles roster and you do think that is particularly highly stacked for the NFC but I mean, we saw the panic when Joe Burrow went down with leg injury and all the kind of flapping and people overreacting, seeing he was out for the season or just a couple of weeks. But it all heavily depends on how injury-free you can keep the most important player in your franchise. And if they're able to keep Hurts healthy, then they should be contesting for the bye, if not, Try to get a Super Bowl, and if they don't make the Super Bowl, then they're incredibly frustrated. I would imagine um, tougher schedule this year, mind you. Yes, oh, I mean last year was an absolute gimme, more or less from start to 
the start of December. It was um, it was just such a strange forward schedule for them, and they didn't put a foot wrong. To be fair to them, but if you, but, I think you go right through the NFC, and if you you can just start striking teams out of the mix straight away. So if you can forget it with Washington, um, you can forget it for the NFC South, perhaps with the exception of New Orleans. Um, no one has a clue what's going to happen in the North. I don't think. I mean, I've I've read about half a dozen different articles predicting four different winners. So they're all just going to tear lumps out of each other. And then in the West, you've got Seattle and San Francisco, and I think the other two are off the pace. So realistically, at the moment, you've got four teams. I would say Dallas, Philadelphia, Seattle, and San Francisco, who are viable contenders to win the division, uh, win the win the NFC. I would say. But you, could, you could maybe chuck the Vikings in there as that's, well. That's who I was going to say. I their their feel, defense is an absolute mess. Their I mean, defense, I know their I know they've got Brian Flores. All right, though. Well, I know they've got Brian Flores in as their coordinator, and they've just I think today they've given Daniel Hunter a, a massive payday for one season. But defensively, they were all over the place last year, and last year as well, they went they were thirteen and four, twelve and five. They won. 10 games or 11 games by seven points or less. You're not going to do that second season in a row. So I think they're going to slip back a bit. But that's... Um, so So where where I find the Vikings interesting, though, is so the regular season, very much, you're like, okay, they're going to slip back a little bit. Like, they, they won that division at a canter last year. Then they went into the playoffs and lost. Like, I could see them being a team that wins that division by a game but makes the NFC Championship game and contends for that. I, I genuinely, of all of all the divisional odds in the NFL this year, I, I really struggle to see why the Lions are favourites over the Vikings in that division. And the lack of depth, even on offence for me, is the reason. Um, Justin Jefferson is a phenomenal, one of the best top three wide receivers probably in the NFL. And then who's the rest? Like I, Jordan Addison could be a great pickup. Jalen Rager... Jalen Naylor. Hawkinson's good. Hawkinson's a really good target at tight end. Yes, they granted. They haven't, lost, they haven't lost anything getting rid of Dalvin Cook. Christian Darrison <clears throat> at left tackle's good. They haven't lost anything, you say, but Madison was all right. Like, Cook was the better running back. He just wasn't always that fit. But I don't know that Madison's that explosive running back that you can lean on in a game where Kirk Cousins just can't get things going. Like, there's just not enough to see things across the line. Whereas I feel like the progression of the lines is the reason that they're the favourites because they have continually the Lions, progressed. The Lions have not progressed though. This is this is the this is the thing that I don't think so anyway. This is my this is the hell I'm willing to die on. The Lions' progression in inverted commas is not progression. It's hype. Jared Goff is not a good quarterback. We know this. Jared Goff had a very good season last year. No, he, he had an okay season last year. Jared Goff had a passer rating of 99.3. He threw for 4,430 yards, 20, 29 touchdowns to seven interceptions. It's 2023. We know that passer rating is not sticky <laughs> year to year. Um. The Lions progressed. They went from a losing season to a non-losing season. Yeah, that's for Detroit. That's like winning the lottery, the Super Bowl, the World Cup, and the Olympic Games all in one. That's never going to happen again. Short of going from like how many games? Freaking playoffs! How many games would they have needed to have won to for you to have said there's progression to for there to be progression? Yeah, there's progression, and then there's um, essentially. Climbing out of the, the basically the the hole of sleep and death that you've been in for thirty years, which is what they've been in. So that's progression, if you want to call it that, then go for it. Cameron, are you saying progression as in like they progressed from twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two, or are you saying they progressed from last season to where they are now in terms of this off season they progressed? I feel they are on a journey of progression over the last three seasons. So I feel like, and actually, you could argue that in twenty twenty one they took a step back from twenty twenty, but the new quarterback there was a lot of change, new head coach Dan Campbell trying to do something different. Um, they they improved substantially from 21 to 22. And I feel like they've not necessarily lost a huge amount of pieces that makes them an awful lot weaker. Uh, whereas the division, 
I feel like the Bears are still a draft or two away from being a proper contender in that division. The Packers, we don't know what they're going to be under Jordan Love. Could be great. There's still some good players there. Question marks there. Uh, and the Vikings, we've just touched touched on there. This is a real chance for the Lions to win this division. I don't think it's an unreasonable thing to consider that they might. It, not that they might, yes. My issue is that they're favourites. It doesn't make sense to me. That they're but are they, they're not massive favourites, are they? It's marginal. But I just, like, what have they shown that makes them favourites? Like, honestly, on, on I paper, don't think it's about what they've shown. I think it's about others not... But, so the you basically think everyone else is crap. So The Packers the have regressed. The, the have they? Vikings I mean, have the lost question. We don't know that. No, that yeah. was going to be my, my next point, is... So how much money would you bet today on the Lions having a better record than the Packers next year? Because I wouldn't bet much. No, I, and I think that the odds indicate that there isn't a, a massive difference there. Um, it's, there is. So the odds right now in Bet365, the Lions are favourites at 13-10. to 10. The Vikings are not a million miles behind, but a bet at 14-5. to 5. So what's that? That's closer to 3-1. to 1. Whereas the Lions are closer, even though that's still a pretty big jump. The Bears and the Packers are both four to one. Yeah, and, and the, that, the Lions, that I, are, the Lions are not that much better than everyone else in that division. I just don't see it. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I think that based on that, uh, I think to put the Packers that far out seems ridiculous. Like, um, I love it. Just write them off. Fine. No way. <laughs> no one's writing Justin Fields off, and they're at the same odds. So um, I am because they're shit. I think it's definitely one of the more interesting divisions to be watching this year. I think this is the one where truly you could make a case for almost any one of the four having a chance at winning it, with the Bears being the least likely out of the four. I I think that's a fair point, that any one of the four could win it. There's no chance the Bears, I think, will come through. The Packers, we've no idea. I think Detroit is all right. Detroit could easily be one in three after their first four games. And if they get an unlucky bounce of the ball, they could go 0-4. It's not the easiest to start for them. I'm with Gordon. I think the sensible thing is you make the Vikings favourite for the division because that's the obvious call. I like the Lions, but I'm also with Gordon Goff. Jared Goff had an average year last year, and it was enough. But no, it's not going to be enough to win that division this year. The... I'm trying to think, other than that division, though, what's the other division then that right now, and we'll get into our previews in the coming weeks, what's the other division that feels like it's the most open where any one of the four could make an argument for winning it? AFC is, North. I was just going to ask, is it the AFC North? Yep. Is it also the AFC East? Mm, no. No. Because of Bill Belichick, the no. only reason that you're discounting the Patriots, 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 <laughs> Patriots. Jesus Christ. <laughs> A that's, long a, year. that's an all-timer. <laughs> oh, Patriot. Oh, Patriot. We're not gonna oh. be um we're not gonna uh, yeah patronizing, patronizing you. Gee, tomato, tomato, eh? Oh for God, he's just gone. He's just le- he's left the building. That the odds, the odds in that division are the right order and probably the right level. So the bills are six to five. We're not allowed to talk about this, are we? You can talk about odds. You can talk <laughs> about right, odds. You can talk about odds. All right, good. So the bills are six to five. The Jets are twelve to five. Dolphins three to one, and the Patriots eight to one. Yeah, I would still, fair. I'd still pick Miami over the Jets. I think. But anyway, they're, they're they're really close though. They, those odds are pretty similar. It's so. very rare you have a team that goes from being crap to being amazing straight yeah. away. It just doesn't happen. Um, it's the north for me because, um, all well they've got track records. I mean, the Bengals have been to the last two AFC Championship games. Baltimore Ravens have got Lamar. They're well coached. Pittsburgh Steelers Steelers are incredibly well coached. The the big question mark out there is Deshaun Watson. If Deshaun Watson comes back to what Deshaun Watson was in Houston, then I can see the Browns winning the division. Um, they've got a really good roster. Yeah. On paper, they've got a good defense. They've got a good offense and they've got potentially um, a, a superstar quarterback, albeit with all the baggage. Um, there was a message that was flying around on our WhatsApp before uh, this call tonight started and one of the uh, questions that Cameron put out was let's talk about um, 
discuss stories that we are most interested in seeing play out this season. I'll tell you a story I'd like to see play out this season. I'd like to see Deshaun Watson crash and burn again um, and the whole place get ripped up in Cleveland because they deserve it. Stefanski will lose his job if they do. Yeah, oh, he will. And they have to get to the playoffs. They have to get to the playoffs. Um, I'd like to see, and on the flip side, I'd also like to see Houston do well um, because of everything they had to deal with down there with Deshaun Watson. And look, it's not just about the fact that he's clearly not a nice guy. I mean, he's a talented guy, quarterback. From a football perspective, there's loads of people who want to see him produce on the on the park. And Cleveland spent such ridiculous amount of money on him that they're banking on it. But if he comes good, they can win that division. I think that they can get, they can be the, a better team than Cincinnati. Yeah, I I think they all like Kenny Pickett was pretty good the second half of last year. So if he has like a second year set forward, then you know that's. I, I I'm looking forward to making my prediction for that division when we do it. It, it's amazing to see as well if you do look at some of the odds that are available there's two teams that are outliers for like just being written off for winning the division and that's the Raiders and the Cardinals and the Cardinals are something like 25 to 1 to win that division which is wild it's wild um, and obviously I, and they're in a rebuild but still I don't think I would bet them 100 to 1 because <laughs> they're just they're, they're not they're they're missing their starting quarterback for probably at least half the year they they're already building for next year. the the interesting The other interesting division for me is the AFC South, purely because so the Jaguars I think are close to being like they can push themselves into the conversation to be the second best team in the AFC this year, but they're still the Jaguars. So I don't really want to put them in that conversation yet. And if they then fall back to the pack, I don't know who's better out of the other three teams. Like the Texans, I think are probably better than people were giving them credit for. Um, The Colts, I think could be really dangerous. If Anthony Richardson, if he starts in week one, they're going to be really difficult to beat just because of what he's going to offer as a runner. He's not starting week one, though, is he? He's he's taken... So the other day, he took all the starting reps in practice. Really? So this this might be a thing whereby they're like, look, we know that this season doesn't matter. So Gardner Minshew is going to be the starter. That's fine. But especially with, with the, the new head coach and Steichen there, like he came from the Eagles. So his capable of building a, an offense around a quarterback Russian attack or having a quarterback heavily involved there. He it wouldn't surprise me if he thinks his best chance to win in year one is Richardson starting. Mm, could be interesting. Um the other thing that we've got as we sit and record this on a Wednesday evening is the preseason games start tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Because we've got the Hall of Fame game. Um Will any of you be using your newly paid for, though you weren't necessarily anticipating it was going to be days in accounts to 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 the watch zone. it the following day? Is it the zone? <laughs> the zone. Cameron pronounced one thing correctly. Challenge impossible. <laughs> the zone. And Does the answer zone. is no. No, I've got more important things. As in, the, I, I'm in the zone. Is that what that yes. is? It's the zone. Yeah. Why would so, they spell it D A Z N? Podcast. Podcast exclusive that I broke for Cameron earlier that people might not be aware of is we thought Game and Forty was gone. Game and Forty is not gone. It's just named mini highlights. So highlights are five to seven minutes long. Mini highlights, which you would think would be shorter than the highlights. No, no, no. That's Game and Forty. That's 38 to 42 minutes long. So that is how you can watch the Hall of Fame game. In 40 minutes, because that's exactly what I'll be doing. Yes. Um, I will need to figure out what my uh, email uh, login details are again, because I can't remember. <laughs> oh, uh, I could remember. Answers on a postcard, please, if you can help Cameron out. Two hours for me trying to work mine out. <laughs> Is it your email address or your password? Oh, I've just guessed it. I'm in. Right. Um, it's It's email and password. Another podcast exclusive. I'm into my account. So there you go. <laughs> um, 
I do need to test this to see if Gordon is right because I genuinely haven't been back to see the many highlights versus the other. It's it, the system as well isn't necessarily the most intuitive. Um, well, no. Also, you click in it, and there's like 85 adverts for Nate Diaz against Jake Paul, which, with every offence intended, I have zero interest in watching. So, <laughs> I would really appreciate not being flooded with, uh, with adverts for that. Listen, the only thing they need to get right is across every single one of the platforms when you log in on a Monday morning because you want to watch one of the games from the night before, you've avoided the result. Do not put the scores on the screen when you select I want to watch the highlights and just ruin it entirely. Even though you could click that option to say turn off the scores, it didn't turn it off with the old Game Pass across all platforms. So you could watch, I was watching an Android box and it showed me the book. So I'd have to like close my eyes and I'd shout my wife and my wife would come in and she'd say, up, down, as I'm trying to select the remote control, left, right. Is it the Titans game you want? Because they won. Oh! <laughs> Just, 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 just from your description, lady, and it, it seems like she treats you as if you're not fully <laughs> capable of operating the box. No, I can, it's, I can operate the box. I have my eyes closed, and she's guiding me. I wouldn't give her the remote. I don't trust her with the remote. What? Yet, yet are, another, another task for your running back that you can recruit. Are we still talking about the zone at this mm-hmm. point? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not um, speaking of though that's a really good point that Ian has just made and I've just done it so to make uh, here's the thing it's defaulted that scores will be shown as on what you need to do is go to menu settings on the left hand side if you're on a desktop it says homepage scores when you click on that you'll see it's toggled to on you need to click that off so it is show scores and it's defaulted to on. So you need to switch that off. So if you're listening to this, you want to make sure that you avoid the scores because exactly that. There's nothing worse on a Monday morning. You get a spoiler and you think, well, I can just watch the two minutes highlights now. Um, I quite like to watch the games in in 40. Do you not uh, work on a Monday? I don't, do I don't start no. till later because I work for an oh. American company. So I can start later. Well, oh. you do have your other Thank job you with instructional videos. Um, I, think we, I think we've got to get you involved in instructional videos, Cameron, because that was tremendous. <laughs> um, the zone throw uh, pissed a few people off because payments were taken, emails were not sent, uh, payment plans were ignored. Uh, people that played in installments have found that, well, if they're still paying installments, they're paying an awful lot more for Game Pass than I'm paying because they got charged the full whack. Um, so obviously not the best of starts for the zone, um, and not a lot of communication on this either. Not from the NFL UK account, nor from the zone themselves. In spite of quite a few people reaching out to ask questions, so it's it's a very nice lady on the NFL UK Facebook page that has been like she's working for Panorama, tracking down exactly what's going on, and she's actually. She's at the moment. She's actually in the run for NFL MVP. She's done such a good job. I don't have her name to hand. I want to see it's Abby with an I. I'm not sure. I yeah. I don't get her on mean. the pod. Let's get her on the pod, and she can break some exclusives. Yeah. So explain why off. these na- naughty uh, streaming companies are shafting people of their cash. Listen, the big um, the big <laughs> the big kind of uh, kind of debut for the zone is going to be. At five fifty nine on the first Sunday of the season, as everybody tries to log in at once to to watch the game, implodes. and yeah. it traditionally it always does implode when it's a new um, provider. So hopefully, um, hopefully they've got all that ironed out well beforehand, or you'll have a, a lot of irate NFL fans. It'll be like trying to get Taylor games. Swift tickets, or or trying to get tickets for a Stramash live event at the Top Golf. They, yeah, they sell I mean, out really quickly. Hot property. Well, we've not announced it on this podcast yet, have we? we no, we've not. It. We haven't. We Wasn't that meant to be an exclusive for the Patreons? No, no, we can talk about the event, just not the <laughs> accoutrements that we've just given to the Patreons. That'll ah, come right, okay. for the, the, the general public. But go, ultimately, it's a lovely segue because if you do log in week one uh, and find that the zone isn't working for you and you've got tickets to come and join us at Top Golf in Glasgow for week two, then do you know what? You've got an extra week for them to sort their crap out because we'll be showing Red Zone and the live Sky game on in all the booths 
uh, in the base, sorry, in the bar. Uh, and it's all not through the zone, so we'll be fine. We'll be absolutely fine. Can't wait for it. We are going to take out a whole floor of Top Golf Glasgow. We are going to have a big old NFL party. Uh, we're going to swing some golf clubs. We're going to eat some tater tots. We're going to have a jolly good time. There's going to be lots of prizes to give away. There's going to be lots of chat. There might be some special guests. More on that to come. No, our special guest. Our special guest as well. well if, if We're the listen, special guests. If, it's yeah. our special guest, but if you listen to Patreon, then it might be special guests. So wow. anyone listening to the standard podcast is just a special guest. Anyone yeah. listening to Patreon, then it might be special guests. Yes. yes. It's going to be really interesting how we can get only the Patreons to see the special guests and not the special guest. Uh, we'll figure a way. We'll figure a way. Listen, um, if, there's, if there's anybody that's out there just now currently cursing at whatever medium they're using to listen to this podcast, then hopefully uh, if it's you're like Paul, it's like a gramophone. So it's just winding it. <laughs> <laughs> Static. Um, if you're aggrieved that you couldn't get tickets, then sign up to Patreon because Patreon members get access to the tickets first. This event has sold out and we've not even started the season yet. We are six weeks away, about six weeks away. No, less than that, but five weeks away from the start of the NFL season and we've already sold out. We're two months away from the actual event. we sold out. It's unprecedented. It's probably going to happen again if we run another live event, which we possibly might well do. So sign up to Patreon to make sure that you do not miss out because there are some people that are going that are probably more into golf than in NFL and it's frustrating that you didn't get to go but the only thing we can do is get you to sign up to Patreon to get in first unless the golf golf fans find out about it and sign up to Patreon as well then we need to double Patreon we have to do like we could do a golf podcast too yeah sorry I was going to say I'm properly chuffed that this is sold out as quick as it has like the live events are always great fun because uh, like the people that come to them are really passionate, um, like huge NFL fans. It's just amazing. This is so, and it's not. It doesn't overly surprise me. Jesus, a hurricane! My God, what's happened? <laughs> a non a non Patreon exclusive Darth Vader has joined the podcast. <laughs> Paul's about to tell me that he's my dad. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I I wouldn't let you have a beard like that. Don't you worry. (laughs) Anyway. uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be my uh, first live event in Glasgow. Can't wait. Um, The first time I've ever been able to wear my uh, Green Bay Packers top in Glasgow. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. It's top golf. It's kind of the right side of Glasgow for a green top. You'll be okay. Um, The, the, the what we've done as well is it has been um nine days to sell it out, which is great. Um, but it's the most tickets we've had for a live event ever. We've sold out live events before, but never with this number of people. And it, it's brilliant, I'm really excited about it. Um, you know, people are really pumped for this as well. People reaching out to us to say how excited they are about it. We're excited to be doing this. We really, really are. Uh, and, you know, Top Golf have been brilliant to work with as well. We hope this goes really well. We hope people come along, buy the food, enjoy the booths, the bays. I keep calling them booths, they're bays. Uh, enjoy them. Um, and hopefully, hopefully what will happen here is Top Golf will reach out to us and say, hey, let's do this again and let's do it again soon because it's going to be a great night out to watch American football. Um, I've booked myself a hotel in the centre of Glasgow. Uh, anyone wants a sure thing, then uh, give me a shout. But, um... Do you have to buy tickets Sorry. for that? Or... I said sure thing. I meant you if can, anyone wants to share a taxi. I meant share a taxi. Patreon for his, his hotel room. <laughs> one, one, oh. thing, one thing that we have to point out as well is that the more tickets we sell, it means the more money that comes in. We then take that money and we recycle it back into putting on events and providing prizes for people. We've got some unbelievable prizes this this time around. Tickets to NFL games, yeah, alcoholic tipples, NFL merchandise. It all goes despite what Jamie says, despite despite Jamie every year. Come on, lads, let's all get a bag of blow and blow it all in our 
I'm like, Jamie, no, we can't do that. This is for the fans. As tempting as it is, we're going to uh, make sure we reinvest it all. So the more we can put on with the live shows, the better the prizes get, etc., etc., etc. So if you're coming along, then um, definitely, definitely get your um, nipples tweaked for a, a, an extremely good night that night. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Jamie, just because the terrorists do it doesn't mean that we need to. Uh, we are not for profit. Anything that we raise goes straight back into us doing more. Uh, and we will continue to do that. So we've always said, as long as people want us to do it, as long as people come along, we'll keep doing it because we love doing it. And as Ian says, and as Gordon says, these have been brilliant nights. It's great banner. Uh, Charles, you know, you were in a Packers poncho because Kenny brought it along specifically for you to wear. Uh, You know, uh, Paul, you've had T-shirts made for you um, that a couple of the folks brought along to one of the live events in Edinburgh that we wore as well. And I found my one the other day. Um, We all, we made up yellow flags and threw them at you after you spent at least six episodes uh, welling up over a no call against the Rams. And, uh, you know, the, the the people that listen to this podcast engage. Uh, I got slapped in the tits by a guy that played offensive line in arena football, and I still am wobbling from it. You know, that was brilliant. He, he I, was, I, I terrified a child in their birthday. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh... Will Paul be in a better mood than he was? At the, I think it was oh, the last. As long as, yeah, as, the, long as the king doesn't die, we'll be fine. He'd come from St Johnston or something like that, and it was just oh, <laughs> he'd come from his Pantomime I, villain. He gets booed when he walks I, in, and he just I, takes it even worse. Can't believe the, the the crowd here. It's terrible, terrible. He, even your he, own son was laughing at you. <laughs> He drove through the biggest funeral procession for 70 years. Of course you were going to be late. This is ridiculous. Anyway, Mr. Mitchell, what have you got to say for yourself? Well, that's all we've got time for on <laughs> Smash, the NFL Scotland podcast. I'd like to thank Cameron, Gordon, Charles and Ian, but quite frankly, I won't. We'll be back next time with more great stuff on the NFL. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.